Welcome to today's issues. Join us for the next hour as we offer a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Ed Vitagliano. And welcome to today's issues. I am Ed Vitagliano, but I am sitting in for the president, Tim Wildman, who's normally hosting this show. He will be back in this captain's chair tomorrow. Actually, technically, Fred, he'll be back where you're sitting. Fred Jackson. Good yes, morning. I'm keeping the chair warm yes. until the boss returns. Yes. Great weekend. Yeah. Did you, H- hockey and horse racing. Oh, man. Don't get me started on hockey. My team, the Boston Bruins, the playoffs have started, folks. So <laughs> it's just going to ooze out of me. I will be making comments here, here and there. They were down two games to none to the Carolina Hurricanes. Have tied up the series. Well, that's and great. And did so on Mother's Day. Yeah. I, I asked a, my wife, I said, do you want to watch hockey with me? <laughs> she said, no. Of course. <laughs> no, I've, I've watched a little bit of the Toronto-Tampa series. Yeah, that's a tough one, too. That's a tough one. Uh, it's tied up 2-2. Horse racing, I don't, gambling, I don't agree with that. Right. But the Kentucky Derby was held on the weekend. Most famous horse racing in the world. Yes. A horse that wasn't even on the schedule to race on Friday. One horse drops out. That horse comes into the, the 20 list. He wins. What was it, like 80 to 1 odds? Or, I mean, some... 80 to 1 yeah. odds. Some ridiculous amount, you know, for those who gamble. But this was just an incredible race. This is a total unknown, and he just blew everybody away. And this is the first of the Triple Crown races. First of the Triple so... Crown. He, this horse will, I don't know, Is are, are all these horses male or female, or is it? I didn't check. I, I just hope how little I know about about horse racing. So I was going to say he. Yeah. Uh, whatever, it. So does that automatically give this horse a berth in the next two races? Well, I think they'll want to race there. But this horse was purchased less than a year ago for $30,000. Now, that's that's a lot of money for you and I. Right. But oh, in the horse. horse racing world, that's nothing. That's peanuts. Yeah. So the horse gets purchased for thirty thousand. Wasn't even going to race on Friday. Other horse drops out. He comes in, wins. Yeah. It's just a. It was an amazing story. I, when I was growing up, I grew up on. on uh, my grandfather had a farm with horse racing. Yeah. Horses, uh, standard bread. Yeah. So I, I still love. Really. The sport. So you don't, you don't strike me as being someone who's familiar with. Um, Oh, yeah. I used to jog the horses and uh, all that sort of thing. Ah. Uh, it, 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 there, is, there is a thrill. There is a thrill in it. When you own one of the horses and they're out there running, it's incredible. Um, we should be uh, careful, though, about misgendering and using the wrong pronouns for horses. <laughs> okay. So. Well. <laughs> we'll uh, Chris, careful. we haven't even included you, Chris, in the discussion. In other sports news, the return of Ronald Acuna Jr. has aided the Braves to battle back. They're now in second place in the NL East. <laughs> what is that? Now for the weather. What is that? What is that? Baseball? I watch real sports. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, uh, happy Monday, May fifth to uh, May ninth to you. I hope. All of you ladies listening in who are moms, not every lady is a mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope you had a great Mother's Day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, uh, you know, our hearts go out to some. Not like my mom. I like my, yeah, my mom. My mom's been in heaven for a long time. My wife's mom died just a few months ago. 
Mm. So it was a tough day for her. Sure. You know, so we mm. know there are a lot of moms out there who have mm. lost their moms, and mm. uh, our prayers and our hearts go out to you. Uh, it's not always an easy thing, but for most moms, uh, a great day yesterday, we hope. All right, Chris, um, why don't you go ahead and yeah. start us off well, with the— yeah. Pretty much the top story uh, on every network you watch uh, has to do with this leak in recent days that uh, supposed leaked draft opinion, which leads some people to believe the Supreme Court is about to overturn Roe versus Wade somehow, some way. Uh, and really the story at this point, by the way, that was a leak to Politico, as we have reported on AFN.net. The story about this around this time has to do with kind of the fallout to that. A lot of people are not happy. They seem to think the sky is falling and the Supreme Court's going to overturn everything they've ever uh, ruled on in recent months or years. Uh, and a lot of people have gathered in recent days outside the homes of Supreme Court justices. Uh, looking at the video of some um, protests, there's dozens of people. Uh, but still, it's been um, concerning. Certainly no one wants anybody protesting and yelling things about them and their family members uh, outside their homes. I have some audio here uh, to begin the discussion. This is a guy named Douglas Blair. He works for the Daily Signal, which is the news outlet of the Heritage Foundation. And Douglas was on Fox and Friends today talking about the protests outside the homes of justices. Clip one. The energy, you could just feel it, was palpably different when Kavanaugh came up. They were yelling, they were screaming. And look, I mean, this is an attempt at intimidation. And I think it really says a lot, too, that the Biden administration is willing to absolutely let these justices out to dry. They're not going to say it's not acceptable for you to go to somebody's house and yell and scream. That's not how we do it in this country. One interesting thing here, and they got into this a little bit with Douglas Blair, again, from the Daily Signal, the New York Post over the weekend dug through federal law and reported that according to 18 U.S. Code 1507, uh, which relates to obstruction of justice, anyone who has the intent of interfering with, obstructing, or impeding the administration of justice or with the intent of influencing any judges, juror, uh, witness, or court officer and pickets or parades in front or near a court building or the resident's home will face a fine or imprisonment of one year. That's In English, that means it's illegal to protest and do what you're doing outside these homes. Well, and Fred, it should be illegal because this is not this is not protest. Here, here's the difference: I'm in full support of what the Constitution allows, which mm -hmm. is to petition the government for a redress of grievances. That is talking about the political side, the legislative side. Mm -hmm. All right, the uh, judiciary is supposed to be independent. It's supposed to be independent of political considerations. It is supposed to be independent of pressure from people to rule in the way they want i mean if we if uh, if i was on uh, being charged with a criminal offense i wouldn't want people going to the judge and saying hey you better rule the way mm -hmm. i want you to rule that's what these people are doing i mean it's clearly what they're doing it's clearly the intent of leaking the ruling mm -hmm. in advance of it actually being made public I don't know why these people aren't being arrested and charged. I'll tell you why. Because they're pro-abortionists. If all of this was reversed, let's just say <clears throat> the decision that was leaked last week was that Roe v. Wade was going to be upheld. Can you imagine what the media would do if pro-life groups started going to the home of Kagan right. or Sotomayor? Yes. Assuming, and maybe Chief Justice Roberts. Let's just say it went that way. And how do you think the media would react to that? 
Jen Psaki last week, uh, the White House spokesperson, was asked about this, about protests, the planned protest to go to the houses of these justices. And she said, well, as long as it's peaceful, it should be okay for them to go and invade, you know, their houses. Listen, that is bad enough. But we had the offices of a of a pro-family group in Madison, Wisconsin. A pro-life group? group. Well, they, they have pro-life views. Okay. But they're a pro-family group like right. FRC and AFA. They were firebombed yes, yesterday morning, I guess it was. Molotov cocktail. Molotov cocktail is a bomb. Yes. Let's be very clear about that. The intent is, is arson. Yeah, the intent Burn is, down the building. That's right. So uh, that ain't peaceful. Right. It's, it's, uh, it's an attempt to use a bomb. Now, they probably knew people weren't in there. Right. But it was an attempt to destroy that property. Well, and on the outside of the building, mm. they had spray painted, if women aren't safe, you won't be either, or yes. something to mm. that effect. I call that threatening. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. And again, uh, you know, pro-life groups just wouldn't do that. Listen, pro-life individuals have been getting arrested for years for peacefully, for being on sidewalks. Walking on the sidewalk. Walking on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. They've been arrested for years, have had to fight their way through court case after court case to protect their First Amendment freedoms, mm -hmm. the freedom to offer a pamphlet to a woman going into a planned uh, parenthood abortuary. Yeah. Okay. So they get arrested. These people outside the uh, homes of Supreme Court justices are allowed to just do it. Jen Psaki says they're allowed to protest. No. What Chris just read is the law. You're yeah. not allowed to try to tamper with the judiciary, mm -hmm. but you're right. This is th the media has a powerful influence in this country on what happens legally. Yes. And that's what's happening. This well, is why. And I think a lot of people, unfortunately, they get their knowledge of the law from the media. Yes. Now, you know, granted, not everybody's a lawyer. They don't, they, you know, they don't know the ins and outs of law enforcement and all that. So unfortunately, from time to time, we only know what the Constitution says based on what CNN or USA Today or even Fox News tells us. Uh, now, you know, I don't expect you to be deep in the weeds on what you can and can't do outside the home of a justice, but... Uh, a lot of people had no idea that that was even illegal until somebody spoke up and said, oh, what you're doing there is wrong. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's and it's it, the jury tampering. Most people probably do understand because they've watched Law and Order or these police dun, shows. Dun. Yeah, you can't you can't you can't go and protest at the home of a juror mm -hmm. before the, a, a decision has been made and imply that if you don't vote the right way. Something might, it'd be a shame for something to happen to your house yeah. you or know, your family. And we haven't even mentioned yet the spray painting done on a number of Catholic churches right. yes. around the country. I mean, it was just uh, even before yesterday, yeah. there were those kinds of things going on. I think, was it in California where the protesters went inside the I Catholic so, yeah. church? And they start, uh, again, if, if this was a different issue... And it was conservatives invading the space of, I don't know, some environmental group. Right. Oh, it would be all over the place. Just to, you know, it would be insurrection. Right. Insurrection. That's what this is. This is. We've heard that word a lot lately. But you know, because and remember last week when this when this news broke, Democrats, Democrats, high-ranking Democrats, right away said, "Oh, what's next? They're going to outlaw interracial marriage." Right. All of these kinds of ridiculous things, but reporters wouldn't challenge them. 
Right. And Democrats can say almost anything, and reporters, unfortunately, unless it's Peter Ducey or a few others, they won't challenge them. Well, look, it is clear, it has been clear since President Trump was elected, mm-hmm. the left has lost its collective mind. <laughs> and I think what we're seeing is we're seeing what they're really like. I'm yeah. talking about the radical left, which is increasingly dominating the Democratic Party because all the violence, I don't care what the Biden administration says, what the military says, or what the Justice Department says, the greatest danger to this country is not so-called white supremacy. It's not so-called nationalists. It's not so-called MAGA supporters, which is what the president said was one of the greatest threats to our country. That was last week or over the weekend. No, the real violence in this country, the real threats to the foundational institutions in this nation is all coming from the left. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's Black Lives Matters, Matters. It's uh, Antifa. It is now the pro-aborts, the pro-death segment of this country. They're the ones. You had Elizabeth Warren and others saying, we got to pack the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. we got to get rid of the filibuster. Mm-hmm. And they're all saying the danger is coming from conservatives when the real threats are coming from the left. Yeah. But, you know, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Uh, I believe the Democrats are trying to use this issue right now to get people's attention away from the catastrophic impact of what's going on in our economy right now. Yeah. You know, that's what's going on. Gas prices up another 20, 30 cents a gallon over yeah. the last several days. Uh, they're trying to get people's attention away from the crisis on our southern border. Right. And even some Democrats are admitting it's a crisis on our southern border. Crime so, in the inner cities. Yes. You know what? Uh I would challenge people to do a little survey of the mainstream media. They're not even sending people down to the border. Right. Fox News is about the only one that's been down there showing us pictures of what's going on. Thousands of people every week coming into this country illegally. Many of them are gang members. Many of them are, are terrorists that are coming into this country, not to mention the drug trade. This, this is horrible what is happening on our southern border. But the mainstream media just doesn't want you to know it, folks. Well, I, I think you're right because the, the reality is human nature isn't changed. It's not changed by education. Mm-hmm. It's not changed by, uh, you know, money gifted from the federal government. These drug cartels from uh, Mexico, Central and South America that are crossing that border mm-hmm. with drugs, they're setting up shop. Mm-hmm. in a lot of major cities yeah, and all that's going to have to be rooted out. And the fact of the matter is those drug cartels, they don't play. No. So you're going to start, you're going to start seeing even more law enforcement officers, even on the federal level, DEA agents, all that is going to have repercussions because yeah. some of these people coming across are not nice people. Oh, no. So I, I, we understand, we say it every time we talk about the border we certainly understand people who are living in, you know, extreme poverty, wanting a better life for themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't blame them for that motivation, but they're not all, all, all the people coming across the border aren't that. Nope. And you're getting the bad with the good with a few weeks ago. We had 20, uh, the admission that 26 people on the terrorist watch list had been caught. It's now up over 40. Now up over 40. That's the ones they've caught. Yes. Okay. 
We have got dangerous people coming into this country. If you are a member of a terrorist group and have had a hard time getting into this country and you've been watching on the American news yes. what's going on, mm -hmm. why wouldn't you come across the border yeah. on the south? Yeah. It's wide open. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, in recent, uh, within the last two weeks or so, there was a, a hearing in the House in which uh, Jim Jordan asked, I believe it was DHS Secretary Mayorkas, do you know how many terrorists have entered the country through the border? Wouldn't, couldn't answer the question. So there are, and, you know, I can't definitively say there aren't terrorists in the U.S. that have come through the border, but you can't tell me that there's not mm -hmm. because you won't disclose the information they all know they just won't say right. uh one other uh sticking with the justice uh beat here for a second this one kind of has flown under the radar a little bit and i wanted to bring it up and get your guys's uh take on it in recent days the department of justice has announced a new office what do you let me ask you real quick ed what do you think something called the department of justice investigates or should investigate well crime on a federal level okay let's start with that all right now, Fred already knows the answer to this question because I'm working on this as a story. But uh, the Department of Justice has unveiled a new office of environmental justice. Mm -hmm. They're going after people that do things the government deems an injustice to people because of your environmental responsibilities, regulations, uh, efforts, things like that. So a lot of people are concerned uh, that the DOJ is launching um, something like this, including a guy named James Taylor. James Taylor, he's the uh, president of the Heartland Institute, not the musician, different guy. Uh, but James shares his concerns with AFN about the DOJ's Office of Environmental Justice. Clip two. The environmental justice term is deliberately vague so that they can identify it and define it however they choose. It can mean something like uh, contesting conventional energy production anywhere near what is designated as a minority community, even though the EPA requires that air quality meet certain extremely safe standards throughout the country. It could mean anything also regarding what the Biden administration believes are the motives for energy production or really any policy that goes against its own wishes. So by making this something that DOJ will be responsible for, again, it sends a signal uh, that the Biden administration is serious and will weaponize this topic. Just to put this in pers in perspective real quick, uh, in the last year, the Department of Justice has announced it's going to go after parents that go after school board members at school board meetings. And now we're going to go after people that do things the government doesn't like when it comes to the environment. Yes. But do it vaguely enough to where no one really knows what they can or can't do, so they walk on eggshells. Well, I, I didn't know this, by the way. This, folks, this is why we in, we encourage you to continue listening to American Family Radio and go to American Family News. And I, I had not heard of this. I, I thought you were going to talk about the uh, disinformation czar. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's uh, DHS. DHS, okay. So, Fred, the, my understanding is people have said this. I think this this sounds true, that there are so many laws on the books in terms of the federal government, that anyone at any time could probably be charged with a crime. Yes. They, they just don't know that mm -hmm. there's a law against mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. All right. This seems to open up an entirely new wing in that building, yes. <laughs> so to speak, of things you can be charged with and have to defend yourself against mm -hmm. uh, simply because they, as the, 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 the person in this uh, sound clip was saying, uh, 
the Biden administration wants to weaponize energy policy. Yep. Here's what's going to happen, and I, I'll make a prediction, that you're going to see news conferences between now and Election Day of uh, somebody from Joe Biden's Justice Department, Department of the Environment, and they're going to be standing by a gas station somewhere and saying, look, there's, there's, there's a, a crack in the ground here over the oil tank. And by the way, it's in a neighborhood that has... Uh, a large percentage of minority people. Right. So uh, on behalf of these dear people who live here, uh, we're going to take you to court, Exxon or whatever the case may be, and we're going to get you a million, two million, three million dollars. Uh, the Biden administration declared war on the fossil fuel industry from day one. They did. And this is just going to be another chapter in this. And they know the media, the mainstream media, once again, will dutifully go out and give the Biden administration side of this story. This is just, when you, when you see, watch out for this, folks, the word justice from the Biden administration, watch out. Because okay. go, back, go back to the school board issue that Chris yes. alluded to. Uh, what happened? The school board uh, association, school district association, we now know they went to the Justice Department first, write us a note. The, and then the Justice yes. Department writes this note that says, yes, we're very concerned about the potential violence that's going on at school yes. board meetings, and we're going to be sending people over there because these are dangerous people showing up. Who are the dangerous people? The parents who are upset about the curriculum being taught. And this, and, and, and then the, the school board association released the letter Yes, and asked the Justice Department for help Yes, after the Justice Department helped write them yeah. the letter. I think that's called dishonesty. Yeah. Now let me let me make sure I'm understanding this because I I did I really have not heard about this. So my my assumption was is is this can this be applied to individuals or are these is this going to be going after big companies like Fred was? Um, that I'm here. not sure of. I guess anybody who breaks the law. Yeah. Okay. But so, you know I they'll, would they'll say they'll go after people with money. Yeah, well, that's sure. why. That's you think why it's the cash cows. Yes. Yeah. Oftentimes, the government goes after. The, they launch these things and say they're going to do this stuff, but I, I tend to go back. Well, you know, who's ultimately responsible for this? If there are, let's say, minority uh, majority communities and people of color being impacted by what the government deems man-made climate change in a negative way, whose fault is that? It's the government itself for not doing anything about it. No one, no other administration in this century did more for climate issues than the Obama-Biden administration. So here you have the Biden administration saying and doing this stuff when clearly, if this is a concern that you want us all to be concerned about, you didn't do anything about it to begin with Yeah, but for it eight years. But it seems to me that what what this is for is, to I guess to Fred's point too, is wealth redistribution. Yeah. yeah. Because it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter if it's near a minority community. What you're saying, Chris, mm -hmm. is that the EPA and, and government laws, you know, maintain that you, you've got to have clean air, clean water and those kinds of things. That should just apply across the board. But the fact that this is going to sp specifically look at minority communities does seem to imply we don't have we have no idea right now how this is going to be implemented. But it seems to imply that this is about wealth redistribution. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're affecting your your almost mythical or mystical effect on the climate means you owe money to these minority communities mm -hmm. pay up yep 
That, that's what it seems to be about, is wealth redistribution. All right. First 25 minutes are in the book on Monday, folks. Hey, listen. If you, if you want to just live in a make-pretend world, this is probably not the show for you. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff is real, and we need to be aware of it. Fight back. Make our comments and our beliefs known. All right. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Today's Issues. What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA aims to evangelize the lost and disciple the believer. AFA aims to strengthen biblical marriages and equip parents to raise godly children. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. And my father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too. Was she on a ship? Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association. Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? (laughs) Let's get some cookies and I'll tell you all about it. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. President Biden has a new press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre. She replaces Jen Psaki, who is reportedly in talks to host a show on MSNBC. Miss Jean-Pierre is black. She identifies as a woman, and she's a lesbian. The White House PR machine is all abuzz about the first black lesbian to become a White House press secretary. It's unclear whether Miss Jean-Pierre was hired primarily because of her race, gender, sexuality, or her ability to spew propaganda. Now, it's a fair question to ask, seeing how President Biden picked a Supreme Court justice solely because of her race and gender. Ms. Jean-Pierre's already stirred controversy over concerns about a conflict of interest. Turns out her female lover is none other than CNN reporter Suzanne Malveaux. They literally share a bed together. But that's really not much of a scandal, seeing how just about everybody in the Biden administration is in bed with somebody at CNN. I'm Todd Starnes. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. Colossians 1, verse 13. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. 
Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. And welcome back, everybody. Thank you for rejoining us, if that's what you have done. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman today. I'm joined by Fred Jackson and Chris Woodward. All right, Chris, what else we got? Well, one of the things that has been occurring in states across the country is an effort to ban or bar biological males from competing against females in women's athletics. Uh, in recent days, uh, Friday as a matter of fact, Tennessee Governor Bill Lee joined the list of governors signing such bills that bar biological males from competing against female sports, or can, from competing against female athletes in women's sports. Uh, what's interesting here is that uh, Tennessee's governor uh, goes a little bit beyond what some of the other states have done. The bill in Tennessee would actually bar uh, biological males from competing in female sports in women's athletics at the college level. A number of these bills uh, have, uh, they involve, uh, you know, K through 12 sports. A few of them do include college and groups like Alliance Defending Freedom do support that effort. Uh, but this one actually is interesting because Tennessee is home to a lot of uh, big sporting events. They host NCAA events. They've got obviously the University of Tennessee there, uh, University of Memphis. Everybody and their brother plays some sort of college sport in Tennessee. Uh, so it looks like, uh, you know, things are Going in that direction, I am curious as to whether or not now a lot of the uh, corporations in Tennessee are going to say, oh, we oppose this and you should change this or we're not, we're going to move and all that other stuff because we tend to see that in states where these kinds of things happen. Well, Fred, I'm, I'm not sure that corporations can do that because this is, this is spreading. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so I'm not sure where, you know, that maybe they just all move to blue states. I don't know where you know, it, where everything goes. Yeah. But I don't know what, why that would make economic sense. And at some point, it seems to me some of this is going to backfire on some of these companies if they leave because they are siding with this tiny percentage of the population, 0.07%, something very, very low, mm-hmm. uh, well under 1% that are transgender. Now, I know they have, you know, cheerleaders, you know, supporters and sympathizers with that movement and i don't know anybody who wants to harm transgender people but if you're going to side with that small percentage against women who mm-hmm. want to have a a level playing field yes. for their own sports mm-hmm. i'm not sure that's a that's a winning message from companies Isn't, i mean i was just sitting here listening to what chris had to say i'm thinking back i'm in, in my latter 60s right okay. <laughs> I think back to my days with my grandfather and, you know, what he, he would say, well, what do you, what do you mean guys want to compete <laughs> in girls sports? Mm-hmm. I, you don't have to go back, go back five years. Right. We weren't even having this discussion. Yeah. This is a pretty rapid thing that's happened. Yeah. This, this is insane. Yeah. This is where we are. This has no biological backing to it. Right. None whatsoever. As you pointed out, tiny, tiny minority yes why would any corporation be buying into this that doesn't make sense and i think it goes just just to where the country is or at least an element of the country is spiritually this the reason that doesn't make sense to us as conservative christians as christians is that this is bizarre this 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 lacks obviously any biblical truth but it lacks logic 
There is no logic to well, this. Well, this is a Romans 1 moment for our country. Yeah. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. It is foolish. Yes. This it is, is absolutely this is... foolish. Yeah. And, the, and, and the, the bizarre thing is that you have governments, you have some corporate leaders who say, yes, I think a, a guy who's 250 pounds and has huge muscles right. should be able to compete on the girls' swimming team. Right. I mean, or rugby or soccer. I mean, yeah. it's... Whatever the case yeah. may be. Uh, you know, come on, America. Just get your senses back here. Well, yeah. there was a, a list of 60 corporations that signed a letter from the Human Rights Campaign, which mm -hmm. is the, the country's largest LGBTQ pressure group, yeah. uh, to Florida yeah. over the parental rights and education law. I know. So this is a... I, 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 my opinion is... This is almost, I have said this on the air. Some people may think this is kind of wacky, but this is almost like a, a, a hysteria mm -hmm. that has taken over. And by hysteria, I don't mean necessarily, you know, people screaming. There is some of that on the left. Uh, you saw these, these little spaces where people can do the primal scream over the abortion, abortion issue. I don't mean that when I say hysteria. I mean kind of like a, a countrywide um, mental and emotional illness. Mm -hmm. And I liken it to the satanic ritual hysteria that hit in the, I think it was the 1980s, where people started becoming terrified that children were in daycare centers were being abused and subjected to these satanic rituals. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I don't know how long that lasted for two years, but there were lives ruined. Mm -hmm. accusations and what's funny is the mental health professionals that were brought in mm -hmm. were leading children into saying that they had been abused but their questions were leading yes other experts came in and say no you you can't do that kind of questioning and now you have the same thing going with mm -hmm. mental health professionals telling young people yes you are mm -hmm. transgender mm -hmm. i hope we look back and, and see this as, as the same hysteria because, frankly, I don't see how it can continue. Yeah. If, you, if you defy nature, you're going to have all sorts of breakdowns across the spectrum. And I don't, know how we, I don't know how we avoid that. But women's sports is one of those. Yes. Women's sports, you have girls getting hurt, broken shoulders and clavicles because mm -hmm. they are going full bore against grown young men. Yeah. Right. This issue, I think, shows two things. Uh, number one, Democrats today are not your father's Democrats. Right. The reason I say that is because Democrats are part of the reason, a big reason, why we have Title IX in the first place. They lobbied hard for it. They got it. We're coming up on the 50th anniversary of uh, Title IX. Uh, again, a, a law that Democrats really pushed hard for and got. And now you have Democrats saying you must allow him to compete against her in the name of inclusivity, uh, even if he's going to dominate her because he's bigger, stronger, faster, has better lung capacity, and all the stuff we've heard about scientifically from medical groups and law groups and uh, stuff like that. The other thing, too, that I think a lot of people are not aware of, Republicans are not exactly all in lockstep over this issue. And I say that because you had Governor Nome. Last year, maybe back in 2020, shoot down a bill that would have done this. Uh, she since changed her tune, and they have moved in that direction. Uh, but in recent months, you had the Republican governor of Indiana, home of the NCAA, uh, shoot down a bill. And then you had the Republican governor of Utah also veto uh, the bill. So there are some Republicans out there that are not 
uh, in favor of moving in this direction, and that's caused kind of a a split or kerfuffle uh, amongst the uh, the people out there. And we'll see whether or not um, you know other states move in the direction as of Tennessee, or maybe they'll listen to what the uh, Republican governors of Utah and Indiana had to say. So, all right, let's but, move but on. I th- right. I think the country though. Just to, one last thought. I, I think the country as a whole is rebelling against this. I keep going back. I think Virginia showed us something. Yeah. And I think we, we heard in our story meeting this morning where a uh, suburb of Dallas, the school board election, they had school board elections. Yeah. It was Dallas-Fort Worth, was it? In that. Uh, yes, yeah. somewhere sub- in there. Arlington area, I yeah. believe it was, where there's been a change to a, a conservative swing there. Mm-hmm. So I, I think. They swept the school board. Yes, you're not hearing these stories right. in the mainstream media, yeah. and you will not. Uh, but I, I think there is an uprising that is occurring. It's not an uprising where you're going to see violence. It is just <clears throat> saying people putting up their hands, and Christians, and they're saying, I'm going to run for the school board. Yeah. Or I'm going to, there was a, uh, I think this is in Indiana, where uh, an African-American woman who is a Christian uh, who is running on the, uh, for a Republican in a, a precinct that has been, or a, a writing that has been mostly Democrat. But she is running. She has this kind of like Winsome Sears in right. Virginia. Hey, listen, <laughs> we've talked about this. Now it is time for us Christians to put feet to our convictions. And God is leading me to run for office. And God is blessing that. If God is leading individuals into the political arena, wherever it is, school boards, whatever the case may be, God is going to bless that effort because I don't think God has given up on America yet. I I don't either. No. And by the way, uh, we're going to try to have Winsome Sears, who's the lieutenant governor of Of Virginia. Virginia. I think we're we're trying to get her on the program. She's got a fantastic story. Sure does. she got some news for us. She'll be on Wednesday next next Wednesday, not this a week Wednesday, from this Wednesday. Week from this Wednesday, Wednesday. 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 Sears. Book yes. it. Yeah, yeah. you're you're going to want to listen to that, folks. Right, An incredible story. Yeah. All right. Another story that you're not hearing a lot about, you're seeing and hearing a lot about it today. Fox has done a lot with it. We covered it a couple weeks ago, uh, but uh, we were not the first ones to to cover it ourselves either. Um, If you've gone to a store in recent days, drugstore, big box store, what have you, uh, and you've gone down the baby aisle, you've noticed a lot of empty and bare shelves uh, where they stock baby formula. There has been a a big shortage uh, for a while now for baby formula. Uh, And I've got a couple of sound bites here. Uh, People are kind of wondering, you know, why is it that we're having a shortage and uh, here, here now is a soundbite from someone I interviewed. It's columnist and mother of five, Bethany Mandel, uh, talking a little bit about uh, the baby food or baby formula shortage, clip four. The formula shortage is particularly acute uh, because there was also recalls because of uh, bacterial sort of infestations in some formula containers. And so folks, especially with babies who are on specialized formula, if they have any number of medical issues or food allergies, having a really, really hard time finding adequate canisters. And so every single re- retailer across the country have instituted uh, limits. And so people can only buy a certain number of canisters at a given time at every store. And people are starting to get desperate, especially for these specialized formulas like Neocate, which is uh, a special formula for babies with food allergies. And folks are running out. I mean, I-, I can't think of anything more terrifying. It's not like you can... 
um, safely feed a baby mashed potatoes at two months old, but there are some people who are doing that because they can't find enough formula to feed their baby safely. Okay, so you've got the, the product recall that she mentioned there at the beginning of her soundbite, matched with supply chain issues and COVID impacts and stuff like that. All that has kind of uh, culminated in a just a mass shortage uh, here for baby formula. I've got another soundbite, and then I'll get your guys' thoughts on this. Uh, what you're going to hear now is mother of two, Alana Cottrell. She was on Fox & Friends today uh, talking about, really, the lack of media coverage and this issue itself. Clip three. Really, it seems like this issue is flying under the radar. And, you know, I'm in a position where we have an incredible support system. We were able to stock up to get us through the next few months just through ordering. We're not the people out there clearing shelves, making it worse. But um, we were able to be okay for a little bit. But other than social media and parents talking to parents, I feel like this word really isn't getting out that there is a formula shortage. Um, so really that's my question why is there not more attention being brought to this issue there are parents out there googling how to make homemade formula and looking at animal milks mm. and goats and all of this stuff and that's just really unsafe and i feel that we're on the verge of a public health crisis if this isn't fixed okay so here's my question um think about all the things we've come on the show to talk about joe biden you know joe biden said this or jen Psaki said that or this cabinet member is doing this or that have you heard or seen anything from this administration, which is in charge of the federal government, as to A, this shortage, and B, what it's doing about it? Well, uh, I know I haven't. I, I, I am aware because uh, on Facebook especially, and I know this is, Facebook is now for basically for old people, you know, I think. Okay, but I, but I, Well, <laughs> what I'm saying is, and probably down to your age, yeah. you know, Chris, but there is there is a lot of talk about this uh formula shortage and moms especially dads too but moms especially are terrified let me just ask you a second chris and then fred give, get your take on this um is this a worldwide shortage or is this just the united states is this going on in europe as well that i'm not sure of i can ask yeah i i'm just interested in that because fred we seem particularly we seem like uh, the united states is in particular getting hit hard on a number of fronts we were talking about during the break price of diesel and you know, just around town and the price of groceries, all sorts of issues hitting America. And I, 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 my mind immediately goes to, is God trying to get the attention of people in this country? Mm. It, it would make a difference if this was a worldwide thing going on in terms of my understanding, maybe the spiritual implications. Anyway, it was just a question I had. What, what are your thoughts on this uh, shortage? Well, to begin with, America is special. Yeah. When you go back to the creation of, uh, of this nation, it was by God. When you really look at the, at the history and how God has blessed this nation, it is the most blessed nation in the world. Yeah. There's just no question about it. It is because Christianity has been allowed to flourish. Right. But what we are seeing right now is an open rebellion, a Romans 1, as you referred yeah. to this morning, a Romans 1 type rebellion. Is God going to deal with rebellion? Of course he is. Yeah. But you, I, I still believe that sometimes what happens, and we read this in the history of you know Israel in the Old Testament, there was you know this pendulum that goes back and forth. They wander far away from God. Right. There is repentance, and it comes back, and God blesses. Yeah, usually there's uh, oppression first, then repentance. Oh, yes. Yeah. Very much so. They 
they start to realize, hey, there's a price to pay for the sin right. on committing. So there's that pendulum swing. I think we're in this. And sometimes, even in the Christian community, you have to see how severe the judgment can be right. when a nation rebels. And the Christians have to lead the way and, and, and crying out and saying, God is taking his hand of blessing away from this country yeah. because we've elected a government that is in complete rebellion to God. Absolutely. Absolutely can you right. think of one thing that this administration is doing that honors God? Well, you have the president of the United States defending abortion mm -hmm. because he's a child of God. That, wi that women should have the right to kill their babies because the woman is a child of God. Yes. How do you not see the that's, insanity of such That's a rebellion. We've just been talking about this whole transgender issue and, you know, uh, that men who who claim one day to be a, a girl can can play and go to washrooms and all that sort of thing. And then you have, we have a clip here of a Democrat senator from Connecticut who it wants to fight the law that's just been passed in Florida to protect the rights of parents to protect their little five-year-olds and six-year-olds from being indoctrinated mm -hmm. in sexual perversion. Now, I, I think we should play this clip. Yeah. I'm not kidding, folks. This guy, his name is Chris Murphy. He's the Democrat senator from Connecticut, one of the senators there from Connecticut. He he believes, uh, he honestly believes that this law should be overturned. Do we have that yeah. clip, is it? And, and he's talking with Brett Baer of Fox News on the weekend. I want you to listen to this exchange, folks. Cut number five. This effort in Florida to sort of target gay kids in schools, um, I just think is mean-spirited and something that I had not seen from the Republican Party when I first started out in politics 20 years ago. Well, hold um, on, I'm gonna interrupt you. Yeah. To target gay kids in schools. I mean, the sure. bill is about not talking about sexual identity from K through third grade. That's not targeting gay kids. Yes, it, is. it absolutely is. It is sending a message to these kids that they are not worthy, that they should be ashamed no, of their it says, identification. It says, Senator, that you don't teach subjects with gender identity. Think identity? Half of, ki of trans kids in this country have contemplated suicide, and that's because of the effort to bully them for their identity by adults in this country. Senator, with your children, did you talk about sexual identity as a kindergarten? Kindergartner? Do you, I mean, you don't talk about the birds and the bees, let's alone, let alone the birds and the birds. At that age, kindergarten through third grade, this, he never that, answered that question. No, you know, that, that drives me crazy. And, folks, you're just going to have to be prepared because this argument about suicide mm -hmm. is the argument now mm -hmm. to, to fight back. And what's, what's bizarre about it is that, uh, listen, uh, I just want to be very careful here. The mental health field, psychology and psychiatry, is not a hard science. This is not like biology and physics and chemistry where you have laws of nature that i mean it's it's either it's either you know 32 degrees or it's not mm -hmm. okay uh, you, you either either have a chemical reaction when you mix these two chemicals together or you, or you don't because this is what chemicals do when you mix them together laws of physics same kind of thing the mental health field is not that it is not hard science. It is a soft science. Mm -hmm. And when I was talking about earlier about how human beings can be manipulated into thinking certain things, 
how does this senator know this this arg this argument about suicide is if you want to if you're a parent in Florida and you don't want your kid to be taught about uh, sexual orientation or gender identity when they're in kindergarten, then you don't care if trans kids kill themselves. Mm. That's the argument that's yes. coming. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah. That's why he came. That's why he went right to that argument. Yeah. Because nobody wants trans kids to kill themselves. Nobody. Mm. All right. But that's not the issue. And my question is, how do you know that teaching kids, teaching a boy that he might actually be a girl and at some point, his male parts can, you know, can, we can take care of that for you. We can give you drugs to turn you in. How do you know that's not what's driving the, the mental, the, the mental distress in these kids? Yeah. Okay. But that's the argument that's coming. You better be, yeah. you better be ready for it. Well, this is another reason why you can't just believe whatever some news outlet tells you and the reason i say that you know he he talked about how his kids are getting bullied they're they're feeling crushed or whatever uh and bear pushes back by giving him the facts this bill involves kids k through third grade i bring all that up because usa today um has this article and this is how they phrased it uh in their headline as don't say gay bill takes hold lgbtq youths are getting crushed Okay, number one, it's not the don't say gay bill, right? but they didn't disclose that in their uh, headline. When you click on the headline from USA Today, it expands it a little bit and says, as don't say gay bills take hold, LGBTQ youths feel like they're getting crushed. Okay, but then it goes on to feature all these kids that are in high schools talking about the Florida law. The Florida law doesn't uh, impact them. Yeah. But because people only read the headline in the first two paragraphs, they think this is literally saying don't say gay and all these kids are being impacted. And it's not because the journalists are ignorant of the facts. Right. Let's be very clear about that. We now have journalists in this country who are willing to lie. And the journalists who covered this story in Florida, they kept calling it the don't say gay bill. Don't say gay. Don't say gay. They knew that was a lie. They don't do that for any other law. Right. They don't just call it another name. This was a political agenda that was promoted by journalists and by the left in Florida. Thank God there are some still decent journalists out there who were honest about this. This, we have to press it home again. This is about kindergarten through grade three. And what it was saying is mom and dads need to be aware of an intention of a school to indoctrinate your five-year-old with this stuff. And the law was brought in. You know, most people in Florida, I'm, I know, are celebrating, even liberals. Right. And if you were to quiz or survey even Democrat mom and dads, they would say, I don't want my five-year-old being indoctrinated with this stuff. Yeah, but but listen to the, the argument from these folks that are in favor of the propaganda that we're talking about. Their argument is... That if anyone in society, be it a politician or a pastor or anybody, if anybody in society says, I don't believe in 75 genders, I believe in male and female, and I believe you are the sex and gender 
of your body, mm-hmm. then you don't care about trans kids and you don't care if they kill themselves. Yeah. That's I'm, the argument. I know. It is the same argument that was used about homosexuality over the last 20 years because that argument was brought out. This is the answer that people are going to get. You pass a law to protect the rights of parents. You don't care if trans kids kill mm-hmm. themselves. And first of all, that's not true. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody who doesn't care about the mental health of these kids. But these people, like this senator in Connecticut, in my opinion, they're causing yes. a lot of the confusion and distress mentally. Mm-hmm. But they're also telling these trans kids, if anyone disagrees with you, you have a right to push back because this is your mental health mm-hmm. we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It is it is a sorry and sick thing that is going on, but it is approaching the level of hysteria, in my opinion. All right, we got... I don't know, 60 seconds. You got anything you can throw in? Yeah, this sounds like uh, something we might actually see as a horror movie on some streaming platform in the not-too-distant future. Uh, although I, it's in, a, it's in a humor section of a uh, news, newspaper. Uh, family thought they rescued a stray puppy. It turned out to be a coyote. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> they rescued a coyote? Massachusetts family thought they rescued a stray puppy. It turned out to be a coyote. Who's going to eat the family pets when yeah. it gets big enough? The male. This is Oops. from CNN, which makes it totally true. The male pup was found wandering in distress on the side of the road, uh, concerned for its safety. The family picked up the pup in their car, but shortly afterward, they realized it might not be a dog at all. What, so, what did they go to the vet? The the vet and take this puppy for like its shots, and the vet said, um, <laughs> "Yeah, did you know this yeah. is not a dog?" Yeah, and by the way, he uh, identified it as a male. <laughs> yeah, the pup. I don't know. Is he a biologist? Yeah, <laughs> the pup thought to be around five or six weeks old was cleared for rabies and given its first round of vaccinations. Um, so yeah, uh, what number do you one do with something like that. It it's you can't just release it out in the wild. It looks like they're going to turn it over to a, a wildlife center that's going to temporarily raise him alongside a female coyote puppy because when a male coyote and a female coyote come together, guys. Uh, more coyotes come about. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> environmentalists are going to take care of it. And, You're not uh, a biologist either, pal. <laughs> I don't know how you can say that. I did go to a degree. school with a veterinary program. Veterinary. Vet- hard, veterinary? Hard say. That's right, why folks, I got a communication degree. We're going to take a five-minute break for news. And when we return, we'll have more on today's issues. You're listening to American Family Radio. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.